Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble and kind and gentle GM who would never do anything nasty or incorrect and has done nothing wrong, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Stace Babcock. Y'all ever had Buckeyes? You know, like the little peanut butter balls Buck, that yeah. are like dipped in chocolate? I misheard oh, that. I, I don't... I. I'm not sure what you would have thought I said. But guys. And I'm like, oh, but guys. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've had a butt guy or two. No. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> man, butt guys are the shit. And I ate way too many. And I wish I had more. I don't think I've ever had a butt guy. <laughs> They're good. Is, are there something I can buy commercially? Yeah, you can. Alex Finn. My dad's becoming a Disney princess. Good for him. <laughs> I know. The animals come when he calls. Quite menacing, actually. And Samson Davis. For years, my mom would make Buckeyes for Christmas, but I think about midway through college, she just stopped making them just because they were like a little too much effort and she had like a billion other things to be baking. So they just kind of morphed into like normal homemade Reese's cups because that was just a lot easier to deal with. And is it really? Yeah, because with the Buckeyes, you have to like get a ball of the peanut butter thing and then like dip it in chocolate in such a way that it has like that Buckeye form factor yeah yeah but with like reese's cup stuff it's just like peanut butter chocolate throw it in easy but it actually looks like a reese's cup or is it just a ball totally covered in chocolate she puts them in those little uh paper cup things so Mm. yeah i mean easy clean out got it yeah and granted they're not as like pretty as like reese's but it's peanut butter and chocolate who cares (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's not what's important here exactly well, I'm going to derail that awkward silence by talking about dice. Hey, everybody. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't leave the awkward silence. No, we're doing it. We just got back from Christmas. Boy, howdy, was it great. But you know what sucked? I didn't have my dice with me. I didn't bring them with me, and I wish I did. I miss the beautiful metallic dice that I have. I have the, what, am, what is this? I can't remember the name, but it's black with, like, scorched rainbow detailing. It's beautiful, and I love it. Oh, it's like the something dark matter reticule or something like that. Yeah, it, it's some, like, anime kind of name, like Dark Matter, Zenith Reticule. But it's beautiful to mm. look upon and roll. That's an 11, so, all right, let's go on to the side there. But hey, if you listeners would like some dice, and perhaps you have to get a backup gift because Christmas got a little weird and you just need to, like, throw some, like, hey, I, no, it's it's fine. Here's the second half of your present person. <laughs> then I recommend going to Die Hard Dice, picking up a set of beautiful metal or acrylic dice. Maybe pick up the Knight's Hope set that may still be around. I don't know. 
pick that up. Mm-hmm. Help support the channel, and you can get 10% off your order by using Explorers Wanted at checkout. You get beautiful dice for a little bit cheaper, you help support the show, and you get dope dice. So there. Mm-hmm. So who remembers what happened last time? I am going to pick on Samson. Oh, dear. All right. So last time, Nyx just disappeared. Just disappeared. Uh, she, we, um, I don't think, uh, Nix and Dilly know this for sure, but Nix is starting to feel some of that mandible nonsense in her face. Mm-hmm. And then when we turned to her uh, calling to us, we found just a little, little fart cloud of a uh, void energy that Cha-Cha could see. <laughs> we tried to figure out what the fuck was going on. Aster was kind of cutting in and out as if like there was some interference. So we're trying to figure out where is this interference coming from? What is going on? And with that, Cha-Cha was able to kind of tune her vision into some dimension, some channel that allowed her to see this kind of energy entity that possibly made of unfiltered void energy or something like this. She saw that it was like siphoning off energy from stuff and then i i think cha-cha tried to shoot it tried to onslaught it she did that at some point but regardless this thing started to approach cha-cha and it was clear to her this was not friendly so we are able to follow one of the kind of siphoning trails into the library knowledge repository whatever we're calling it and we found these two cubes one dark with like these light trails one with like a green patina we figured out that the dark cube is like charging the other one, and that's where the entity is coming from. So we turn that off. That all goes away. The second cube is apparently an atemporal bomb. It seems to freeze time or at least slow down time in its immediate vicinity. And Chacha also knows that this is the same cube that old Dilly from a couple episodes ago had in his chest that he supposedly turned on and called the Relentless Reaper upon him and also made a timeline. So yeah. So now we have that. Go back to the workshop start working on the Bodrov builder cores, took some naps. naps. Yeah, we took some naps. And then we are at a point where we need to figure out what the fuck to do with Nyx. So during this episode, we kind of noticed that um, Aster's doll was kind of in stasis. So there was possibly a connection between the doll and the real person. So, hey, maybe Nyx's doll can lead us to real Nyx. So... We start following Doll Nix through the foundry. We have some fabricator rooms. Come to one fabricator room with a void energy residue in one corner. This is where Nix's doll kind of like has lost the trail for a little bit. And while we're here, Dilly's going to start building some Bodrov cores and meets a guy who's impaled on a control panel and is possibly part of the fabrication room. And he said, hey, what's up, engineer? And that's kind of where Cha-Cha and Dilly's story ended. Dilly and Cha-Cha. You were in this workshop, and this figure that seems to be impaled into the wall with various synth apparatus has just lifted up his head, where you assume it's a he, just from the what you can tell of what's left of his ravaged body. It's just his penis. And he looks at Dilly. <laughs> <laughs> he has an enormous hog. <laughs> Only slightly decomposed. <laughs> But he has just lifted up his head, looked at Dilly, and said, Ah, fellow engineer. Oh, God. Hey, um, are you part of the fabrication room? In a way, I was a little ambitious with my augmentation. Still, I'm sure I'll figure it out any day now and perfect it. 
The only problem is I can't quite reach the console over there. Yeah, um, okay, so you are not the console. You're just also here? Are you, what? No, I, I made the mistake of, when I got in here, of I had a prototype process I wanted to follow, and I just miscalculated on the position. And it's just out of reach where I can't finish or correct the process. Okay, is it on standby right now? Is that what? Yes, it's awaiting instruction. Okay. My name is Garrus. Garrus. What's yours? I'm, hi, I'm Madillabrim Cred. Nice to meet you. You have lovely wiring, Adilabrim. Your own augmentation? Uh, kind of. Hey, we're trying to... Are you from Bodrov, perchance? I don't know this Bodrov. Excellent. So you have no idea what I would mean if I said, are you a stone burner? That would mean nothing to you. I think I'm at one stone burner here. Feels like, well, time is tricky I, here. Time is fucked. You can just say fucked. We're all dealt here. Yes. But I can say, at least for me, it was a long time ago. Okay. But it was just a brief encounter and in here. Okay. Well, not important, I guess. He does look at Cha-Cha and all the dolls following her. You've met the doll maker. I, what? The doll maker. Have you, have you seen, have you seen her before? Have you seen her before? No, I have never had the pleasure. Oh, okay. Miss, what is your name? Thank you. Chacha looks at Dilly like, are we using alibis? I think we're all... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's this kind of place. If okay. Uh, we get caught on our real name, then whatever. Legal names, okay. Chacha. Chacha, I like that. So you've met the doll maker, or you've at least visited his room? There was a room, yes, and... Is there someone who's supposed to be in the room helping with the dolls? I just kind of gave instructions to the nothingness, and then the, the nothingness gave me these. Oh, so just this room, then. It has been a long time since I've seen him. Would you have perchance seen a tall woman, snake-esque features, robotic leg from Pagir? Uh, she would look a lot like uh, this doll, but meat and tall. He looks down at the doll. I don't think so. Okay. Well, we're on the lookout for her, so if you see her, uh, let us know. We also need to build some cores, Basically, so do you? If we help out with whatever process you were in the middle of, would you um, get our cores built, or at least see that they're built in this room while we run off and find our friend? Um, I'm I'm happy to help if it's that kind of exchange, but I need to see the plan to know if I can be of service. All right, Dilly will pull out whatever scroll or item he has that has the plan on it and show this guy. He looks over it. And as he's kind of looking through, he says, Aestus, I've heard of him. And just kind of under his breath. And then he looks through, he's like, this fabric hitter could do quite a bit, but you would still need the smelter for synthesizing these ingredients. And he, like, points to the same three ingredients that you already know you need from somewhere else. Uh And could that happen after, or does that have to happen first? You'd probably need that before you... (laughs) actually tried to construct it. I mean, we could construct part of it in this fabricator. Mm. Okay. But of course, I can't reach the console, which is a little bit of a problem for me helping you Yeah, there. right, right, right. All right. Um, well, we can at least help you with your problem. Dilly's gonna go hit whatever buttons this guy needs hit on the console. So he gives you a <laughs> equation. Do you want to try to understand what these instructions are that he's asked you to enter? 
Yes, I think that would be prudent. Or you could offer me an XP and we skip it. Just saying. Okay. Would you yes. like an XP? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who will you give the other XP to? Are we even, or is Stace kind of lagging behind? I think Stace is lagging behind, technically. Stace. Thanks. I'll catch up. So you just enter this stuff yep. as is, and these arms come out from underneath the workbench and start, like, moving the skies. He's impaling things around, like they're kind of bending them and twisting him. And then he steps away from the wall, and he is, like, perfect synthesis of synth and flesh. There's still some oozing in spots. And one of the things that you notice, Dilly, is that at no point during this procedure was there any sort of anesthetic applied. But he still had his body completely rearranged without making it pee. Uh, did Dilly catch any, like, expression on his face? Like, was he, like, holding it in, or was he just like, finally, God, finally? I think it was relief that he was finally able to enter out. And he steps away from this wall as this eight-foot-tall humanoid automaton. And there is this glowing energy that runs all across his body. If you think about, like, one of the programs in Tron, that's, like, the level of how many lines of light are across his body. He takes a couple steps forward, and he says, Yes, now I can do my life's work. Yeah, all right, well... That was pretty easy. I guess you've done each other a favor. You've helped me out a little bit. I've helped you continue with your work. Let's say we go our separate ways, unless you feel beholden to help us, or do you want to get on with your stuff? How, what are you, what's, what's your vibe right now? How are you feeling? I have work to do. I've been trapped for so long. I would just say that I will go my separate way to work on things. All right. But I'll say... Be wary of our colleagues. Other um, users of the Foundry, you mean? Yes. Some of them have had experiments go wrong, and some of them have had their notions of innovation twisted by their time in here. Okay. Terrilin, after all, travels through the synth trying to grab people from the floor. That's who that was. Yeah, we haven't met face-to-face, but... They tried to get handsy with me, yeah. Okay. Terrilin. Yes. Anyone else we should be aware of? Meronex is difficult. They're more fungus than human at this point. And, of course, all of these are manageable, so long as the unthinkable doesn't happen. And what could possibly be unthinkable in this place? Oh, that the void is no longer contained. The void. And with that, we'll get back to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Who sat on that major effect? Damn. Fuck. That's why you wanted to get it. Because it. it was that Nick wanted to make the void her friend. So, remember? Damn. Yeah. Ah, what a tangled web you weave, Daniel. But yeah, we cut back to Nix, who has this orb in front of her playing this inane music and occasionally saying analysis in progress. Nyx tries to, yeah, she, she does pull-ups for a while, and then she'll, like, hook her knees over and do, like, intense sit-ups. She'll try to do them in time with the music, mm. you know? It's hard because it does miss a beat every time it stops to say something, because it doesn't resume when the music would restart. It actually, like, pauses the music and then says the thing and then resumes it. 
And the Knicks starts a little personal self-competition of various calisthenic exercises where she tries to do as many reps as possible before it says, please stand by again. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's just counting them. She's like, damn, I only got 49 this time. Yeah, so this seems to go on for quite a while before it finally says, there are three potential treatment options. Lay them on me. One is euthanasia. No, I already said no. We're happy to say that we have calculated a new likelihood of success of 49%. Oh, all right. Still seems low. What's your other options? Surgical removal should resolve short-term effects, but there is a high probability of infection returning. How high of a probability? Probability of infection returning is 62%. All right, what's number three? Probability of resolving short-term effect is 20%. What? All right, what's number three? Non-surgical intervention dealing with problematic infection source does indicate that source is external and source is through a direct connection direct connection seems to be tied to life force therefore would equal euthanasia unless source is somehow purified in which case there is a 70 percent chance of resolving all issues however the difficulty of resolving said issue is unknown all right, yeah, I'm going to need you to back that up and uh, just explain it to me like, I, like I'm five, five years old. Certainly. It spits out like a series of what's essentially assembly language, <laughs> just binary code. A five-year-old human. Oh, we shall recalibrate. <sighs> we can either, one, help you kill yourself. No, again, no. <laughs> two surgically remove the growth with the understanding that it will probably come back. Okay. Three, you somehow or you or someone else resolves the core infection issue, which should resolve the medical situation with you. Theoretically, however, other side effects from prolonged infection are not known. Okay. Uh, so with the surgical removal, if it is successful... How long can I expect to before they try to grow back? Unknown. Unknown. So basically, we got to purify the fire or we just do some risky face surgery. Yes. At current rate of progression, one would expect it to reach terminal conditions in somewhere between two to four 28-hour days. And you would expect remission after the surgery to be longer than two to four days? Presumably. Okay. Who would be performing this surgery? The foundry. Like, I mean, like, is there a room? Would I lay down on a table or? You would be escorted to location. Okay. What is the chance of death with the surgery? 18%. Oh, that's not bad. (laughs) Yeah, I think I will try the surgery just to extend the timeline, but, uh... You know, could the, uh, maybe this, no, it's a climbing minor effect. Shit. Could, like, could the foundry also remove my tattoos at the same time? Like, is that, could you, like, throw me a bone there? Which tattoos? You have many. All of them. Damn. If you would like to use your major effect, that is totally possible. To your minor effect, rather. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. 
Yes, we can certainly do that. It may take some time for them to heal to the point where they're not invisible, but that is possible as part of the treatment plan, if you wish. It is an elective procedure, though. What does that mean? Uh, We would have to add more debt to your account. What debt would I incur for the initial surgery, for the non-elective procedure? 10,000 cribbits. What the fuck are cribbits? They are a measure of social currency, and it starts playing back this very complex history of this society, but specifically just the economic stuff. Essentially what you're realizing is like 10,000 cribbits is like 10,000 and something akin to clout. Oh, I have clout. I don't know if you know this, but I am the ma unending. I have many... <laughs> is it thousands? Is it hundreds? How many necks are 20? there? You don't know. She saw a bunch of them gather, though. So what was that? Probably at least several hundred, but you don't know if that was all of them. They count us. Uncounted? Uncountable. Many hundreds, if not thousands, of transdimensional snakes? Well, shit, what are they fucking called? Oh, my children. Yeah. So, like, I'm kind of a religious icon. I'm just possibly useful as collateral will require analysis. Collateral? Damn. But we have flexible payment plans, so you need to worry about that to start the procedure. I'm going to worry about it to start the procedure. First, let's say, for example, I do not produce enough clout, which, by the way, I feel like I kind of have a fuck ton of clout, as described. Also, people like me, like to talk to me, like I talk to them, you know. It depends on the exchange rate of said clout between systems. Okay, well, can you compute it now, please? Difficult. We don't know these transdimensional snakes. We don't know what weight their clout has. Oh, well, they kill people for me. Is that, like, enough? And do my bidding without question. Do your bidding without question? That's correct. They never question your thinking or decisions? Oh. Well, I mean, they do what I say regardless. Yeah. See. No, I appreciate your attempt at, like, specificity. No, Nick wouldn't say specificity. Accuracy. At this point, we could give you a provisional exchange rate of one cribbits to interdimensional snake. <laughs> yeah, that's not good enough. Um, I feel like they're worth at least 100 cribbits apiece. Can you provide evidence of this inflated valuation? Uh, what evidence would you accept? We would need auditing demonstration of repeated attempts to use your influence. Like after I get out of here? You can come visit me? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. This is a lot. No, we would sell your debt before you got out of here in one way or another. If you'd like, I can connect you with a financial advisor. Yeah, I would like. Then we cut back to Dilly and Cha-Cha. The void must be contained like it's in a room somewhere or is it all around us? Did someone spill it? Did someone spill it? Much of the foundry is powered by the void. Mm. As long as the barriers and protections hold, as long as the void cannot reach into the foundry, Everything is fine. At this moment, Cha-Cha, your Cha-Cha doll, walks up to you and says in an almost concerned voice, but they still reach out their arms, I love you. What's that, Cha-Cha doll? Is it, did Nyx fall down a well? I love you. Is there something wrong with the void? You know where it is and how it's spilled? The Cha-Cha doll sort of 
spins around in a very performative, slow dance you remember picking up at one point when you were working with a circus, traveling between villages. So you're saying that a group has come to help us, and that we need to join their ranks, gain their skills, and rise to the top. They kind of look at you for a moment, they tilt their head like they're going to like almost disagree with you, and then they sort of shrug and hold up one of their hands, which is the little thumb extended. <laughs> cool, let's go do that. Chacha, what the fuck? What what are we doing? We're gonna go follow Ch- Doll Chacha because they know how to take over the foundry, and we will rise to the top, and therefore we will control the void. Dilly, the Dilly doll looks at you, and their expression is the same, but you still get this sensation of like almost like frustration and fear as they like try to subtly shake their head at you. <sighs> All right, Garrus, it was good to meet you. If you need help calling us, unless we're enemies in the future, then watch out. I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to follow this doll thing for a little bit, so good luck with your work. Yes. And he walks over to the workshop and begins entering things in the workstation. He is immediately consumed with his work. Alright. So you're saying Cha-Cha Doll has a trail to take over the foundry like there's a control room? But we kind of already were in one. Mm, It's more of climbing the social ladder. I don't think there's much of a social presence in here. Well, I don't know if there's so much of a ladder so much as it's like, who's the big alpha? Yeah. And then we take over and we become the alphas. What? I th- where- Who has the big dick energy? <laughs> Chacha, we got a lot on our plate right now. I know it feels like we don't have much to do here, but there are a lot of projects. So can Chacha doll lead us to Nyx? Because let's focus on getting Nyx first. Especially because she's she's our big alpha. We need her. We're not going to be able to deal with any of these guys by ourselves. It's the nicest thing Dilly's ever said. <laughs> and Nyx wasn't even here for it. I mean, this is also valid. <sighs> okay, Cha-Cha. They'll lead the way. Cha-Cha starts walking out into the hallway and leading you back in the direction you came. <laughs> I, oh, hold on, hold on. Nyx, Nyx doll, is this the right way? Can you deal with a... Did you find your trail? Nyxdal extends her two iron fangs and then pretends to flex for you again. Adorable. All right, Cha-Cha doll, are you just going to lead us back to the same room we were in, or do you actually have a trail? I love uh, you. Sounds confident. Yeah. Just like Nyx. <laughs> so is, is the Cha-Cha doll leading us anywhere? Yeah, she's going mm-hmm. down the hallway, back the way you came. Dilly will at least humor this for a little bit before... Mm-hmm. It, once it becomes very obvious, we're just going back to the first workshop. You're not going back to the first oh, workshop. Excellent. She leads you past the first workshop into a section of the corridor where the wall is pulled apart and there is circuitry on the ground. Mm-hmm. And an enormous absence of light forming a gap between one side of the corridor and the other. The gap is so dark, like you shouldn't be able to see the other side of the corridor, but you can still see it clearly. But this gap, this five-foot gap, is also clearly there and totally absent of light. And this darkness almost bubbles at the edges, extending a little bit further in each direction, maybe an inch. And then we cut back to Nyx. Mm-hmm. 
Would you like us to connect you with a financial advisor? Yeah, no, absolutely. Stand by, and that repetitive droning music begins again. About, you're not sure, like there's no variation in the light here, but if you had to guess, just from your sort of innate sense of time, maybe somewhere between a half hour and an hour, you're not sure how long before the voice comes back. And it's the same voice and says, yes, you needed a financial advisor. I can see the cost of your procedure here. And curious, uh, what would how what kind of payment plan are you looking for? Tell me a little bit about your income in cribbits. Okay, so I have a regular income of cribbits by generally being pretty popular, and also the fact that I'm kind of like a mystical cult leader. Mm, interesting. All right. So, would you say that within your income, you could regularly pay back at least a thousand cribbits a cycle? How long is the cycle in Ninth World days? Depends. What do you mean by Ninth World? In 28-hour days. Oh, stand by. A cycle is roughly 13 months. And how much was it per cycle? 1,000? 1,000. How would you receive payment? There is a procedure for extracting cribbits. How are they extracted? Surgically. From me? Yes, you are the payer. I don't absorb cribbits. That is problematic. You are requiring additional financial assistance. Please what hold. What sort of medical system is... <laughs> no, actually, Nick's whole storyline started with a fucking... And the music begins to play again. Medical payment plan. Ooh, full circle. <laughs> Cha-Cha, you are following Doll Cha-Cha. You see this void in front of you guys, and it is growing a little bit. We found it. Oh, Fuck. We are amazing. Now we just have to show the Void who is boss, and then we're the boss. Okay. How do you propose to do that? D- do we hit it? Hit the Void. Hit a null space. Yeah. Like, physically. Yeah. Like, just grab a stick or something, and bam. Yeah, f- try it. Why not? I don't know. Illy, uh, uh, you there. No, I'm not here. I still can't hear you. Connection. You're breaking up. Yeah, I know. You're breaking up, too. You go first. Cha-cha, yeah, just try hitting it with a stick. Why not? Let's see what happens. Yeah, what's always going to happen? What? Stick. Full. Grr. Keep trying. Master's still interfering. Oh, Or okay. still being interfered with. He's so. not giving us any advice or anything like that, right? It's just... I... <laughs> if he is, it's useless, so... Uh... T- touch. T- uh... Art. Bat. Okay, so I heard touch. Some with touch... I mean, obviously this is a bad idea, but let's just get the bad ideas out of the way so we can skip to the good ones earlier. Is, is there, like, a stick around here? Ooh, maybe we could, like, throw a rope in it. Don't you? You have rope. But there's no stick around here. Do you have, like, a... <gasps> Tasha's just going to, like, check her pockets to see if she has any rocks. Okay. Let's say you have a rock. Okay, so Tasha's going to... Or Hubert. Oh, God, no, no. <laughs> we are not that kind of podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll be better than the U.S. government. Um, Tasha's going to... Maybe instead of a rock, you find a Hubert poop. But that's not big enough to tie to this rope. Well, that's true. Yeah. Maybe it's a really, really old croissant. Croissant. <laughs> or maybe a really old, like, scorp shell. Oh, yes. Like, it just smells terrible. It's going to tie a rancid scorp shell to this rope. And mm-hmm. while holding the other end of the rope, eat that scorp shell into the void. Give me a might base roll of nine. Oh, God. It bounced. 14. Okay. 
There's a weird slowness for a moment as it crosses the void, but then it lands on the other side and hits the ground. The thing that you do notice is that everywhere along the rope that's in the void seems to almost get a grayish sheen, like the moisture is freezing. Okay, so we're not touching it. That is, now this is confirmed. Good, good, good. Dilly is not really paying attention to what Chacha's doing. Dilly's, like, looking at his map of the foundry, trying to figure out, like, where we can go next. The uh, Cha-Cha doll is, like, standing there in front of the void, just sort of staring, and occasionally sticking her finger into her wood mouth. Do you want me to eat it? It shakes its head and moves its finger out of its mouth, almost as if embarrassed. You want me to yell into the void and just yell all of my troubles? It shakes its head and then steps away from the void. Oh, okay. So we're not calling for Nyx into the void because Nyx is not in the void? The cha-cha doll looks at you and says, I love you! And then holds up one little arm and moves it in like a across-the-neck motion at you saying that. Okay, I'm going to assume that's don't do that or else we'll die. (laughs) I love you! I got this doll like months ago. Samson, you feel like a little hand like tugging on your pant leg. And then you realize it's not tugging. It's just that it tried to reach up too high to grab your pant leg. It's just sort of holding on. And when you look down, it's the dilly doll. Trying to shank you in the knee. <laughs> can I Can I help you? It stares at the void and then it slowly turns and looks back up at you and says, I love you? Okay. We just Is that all you got? To do they want to? And then you hear in your head, Uh, Brim. Er, action in your cube. Understand? No. Did you say something about a cube? Ooh. Cube. Action. Should we throw the cube into the void? Our anger. Us. I think we do maybe need to get rid of the cube, but I don't want to destroy it, because I do think we could use this against Buddy Cop. Um, uh, I'll be right back. I'm going to go put this back in the workshop and then come back here. Be right back. Okay. So you go, you put it back in the workshop, and then you come back and you're standing in front of the void. Dilbrim, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, you're coming in sooner. Was it the cube that was fucking things up? Was that what you were saying? Cube causing interference. I'm dangerous time violation. Potentially lethal, at least to me. Got it. Okay. I'm hearing you mostly... And it's that point, Dilly, that you notice a void sort of forming into a tentacle and reaching for you. Bad touch! And Nyx, this thing was processing the potential payment plan for you. Give me a social roll of 24. Nyx is uh, specialized... 18. Uh, Spend two levels of intellect effort. Mm Mm-hmm. So now it is a 12. Oh, it's another 19. Okay. You're definitely going to get approved for this additional program. What you propose is a minor effect. Better rate on the snakes. They come back and they say, you have been approved for financial assistance. You will have half of your surgery subsidized through a grant. And the rest you will be approved at an exchange rate of two credits per snake. 
And that's just like in terms of number of followers on the year? Yes, presuming they all contribute credits. How do they contribute? You are susceptible to a margin call, however, if there is a decrease in value of per extra-dimensional snake. Okay, so um, I guess before I enter like any sort of financial arrangement, I like to know who I'm working with a little bit better. So uh, who are you guys? Are you able to travel between dimensions? Like, what's your deal? We are the Foundry. We are eternal. We are the perfection of engineering. We are the Shangri-La to those who build. Do you ever get to leave? See the world? (laughs) Individuals, no. But influence is vast. Is there an opportunity to, like, generate additional cribbits, let's say, like, via glory? That is up to you. If you have cribbits to spend, we can surgically remove them. Well, that's why I'm talking to you. Like, I don't store cribbits inside of my body. It's not a function that I have. We could make modifications to enable exchange. You know, this has been, like, real pleasant, but I guess I'll just roll the dice on the two to four days thing, because I don't want to be... I just, like, don't want to be in debt forever. I'm sure you understand. The Cribbits is the blockchain. Oh, God. Future destroy technology. it. Destroy it, Nix. Destroy the sphere. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of the sphere. Understandable, but sad. Why? Enjoy your remaining time in quarantine. And the ball rolls away. This place fucked up. And Cha-Cha, this tentacle from the void, attempts to reach around you. Give me a speed defense roll of 21. Well, I'm going to use some speed. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to use two levels of Mm -hmm. speed. So that brings it down to a 15. I got a 16. Okay. You manage to dodge as this weird tentacle of void reaches for you. And the Dilly Doll raises up its left hand, the one with the dagger, and says, I love you, and charges at the void. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. I thought Whose doll is that? What the fuck? Listen, Dilly Doll's into some weird shit. Well, not weird, but alternative shit. Mm -hmm. Samson, something about this episode. Let's see. I like that we're learning more about the Foundry. I also like that there are mm-hmm. monsters here that have names. That just mm-hmm. I like that. the other thing I w- I would know. I don't know if I was clear enough in my presentation, but all these monsters that it's naming, with the exception of the void, are rights. No, I I figured anybody or most people in here are going to be rights. I think Cha Cha and Nix are like the weird mm-hmm. exceptions that they're just along for the ride. Yeah, yeah, pretty fucked up that um, this void thing's biting us in the ass. Don't know about that. Yeah. Hmm. If only somebody hadn't decided to tear apart the walls. You can't anticipate consequences. I mean, we were stuck in an infinite hallway. What are, these? What, what are we supposed to yes, do? Yes, it was dire. Mm. That's entrapment. That's not fair. It's not fair. So we have a segment that we do each week called Plager Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Stace's turn. Stace, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I would offer our listeners an XP to check out the video game Forager. It's available on Xbox Game Pass or Steam and mm. or maybe other platforms, but those are the two that I know. And it is it's a 2D open world game that's like a crafting building game kind of inspired by like Stardew Valley 
or like Terraria or those uh, those games. And it is addictive as hell. You just I played on Xbox, uh, mm-hmm. not on PC. So you just like hold down the A button and just like wreck nodes right and left you can build different buildings that give you different abilities and then you have like your forging and you can make like (laughs) furniture and build your little house and there's a little bit of combat which is fun and how you expand your land is you can buy it for gold generated in the games and it it just comes in in like a oh i don't know how big the blocks are but like let's say it's like a 20 by 20 block but it might be like a small island with a mysterious tower or it might be like a museum or it might be like a field of death mm-hmm. or a desert. And it just has all these different kinds of resources that you can combine. And yeah, it's a fun game. It's got like mysterious chess. It's got like things you have to figure out, little puzzles. It's it's pretty awesome. And it, you just get your hmm. fix. And I love it because as an adult person living in the world, it's like really drop in and drop out. But yeah, if you're like me and you could like gather Ooh, materials and refine them for hours, days, weeks, months, years of your life, check out this game. Like I said, it's on Game Pass. And right now on Steam, it's $7 on sale. What's it called again? Forager. It's adorable. It is adorable. Yeah, it's got a really cute 2D animation. You can fish, like you can make sushi. I make a lot of sushi. That's important. Yeah, uh, because you have to mm-hmm. eat to feed yourself, all that jazz. So, Boo. it's not very survivalistic. Like you just have to eat to get your energy back up so that you can go gather more materials. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be like, don't starve, where like you slowly get hungrier and hungrier. No, if you run out of food or like energy, uh, you just stop working. You just can't do anything until you eat. Cool. Very cool. Well, if people wanted to tell us what they think of Forager or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? I guess the best place to start would be to come to our website, explorerswanted.fm. On there, you'll find all our social medias. For example, you'll see that on Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram, Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. On Mastodon, we are at Explorers Wanted at Dice.Camp. But honestly, just come to our Discord. It's the best place to be, best place to hang out and talk about all the stuff that you could possibly think to talk about to another human being. That's at explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Also, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, you can support us at patreon.com slash explorerswanted or use our dice affiliate code explorerswanted at checkout with Die Hard Dice. You get 10% off your order. You get dope dice for a little bit cheaper and you help support the show. Okay, thanks. Bye. And honestly, if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Best thing you could do, tell your friends. Tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Tell them where to start if you think the first few episodes are rough. That's just my insecurity talking. (laughs) All podcasts start rough. It's fine. Second best thing you could do is to leave us a five-star review on a podcast directory, like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Um, We actually have a new one of those. Stace, could you tell us about that? Yeah, we got a five-star review on Apple Podcasts from Pay4Beard from the US of A. Title of it is Acolyte of the BSOT, Benevolent Society of Travelers, and Scorp Puppeteer Groupie. Hell yeah, first of all. Second, they said some (laughs) really nice things. I have yet to crack open the Numenaren tomes and caravan myself, but the world this legendary troop treads inspires baggages like me to set forth. I expect the baseline of the Ninth World setting to be at least a shade of Daniel's twisted It's Only Right. I love listening to this podcast. This is a collection of storytellers who are firstly deep friends and secondly goofballs who are maestros in their own right, which leads to podcast gold. 
Community builders who are always shouting out other creatives and other things outside of RPGs that help me touch grass with their player intrusions. I have at least a couple tear up at this point. Have I recommended anything you have to go outside for? Sorry, I digress. (laughs) I look forward after each episode close for Daniel's encouraging word to naysayers and non-review givers. I finally broke after telling the tiny mouse in my pocket my failure to leave a review 20 plus episodes later. (laughs) (laughs) Nick's cha-cha dilly, every single NPC and the world building of this group inspire me to become a better GM, player, and human. I'm listening in 2023 and their processing through quarantine is a vibe in and of itself. Dark times, but there were others banding together and carrying through together. It's weird nostalgia in the sense that in future history books, podcasts like this could fill a paragraph with ways that humans got through such a historical period. If we make a history book, I'm going to die. Well, I'd probably be dead. (laughs) If you enjoy laughing, as well as rich character development and a knack for adventure, listen, the synth is only pulsating and phasing a little. Nothing to worry about. I mean, what? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for that review. Um, that was awesome it's so weird to hear nice things about us from people who like our show but it's really validating and uh helps keep us going so thank you very much pay for beard absolutely and if you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh well it's 2023 i know it's been a terrible few years but put the past behind you don't let it weigh you down relax you have your whole life ahead of you how will you spend those 27 hours if you want to reach out to us individually on social media you can you can find me on mastodon at daniel at anderlik a-n-d-r-l-i-k dot org you can find me on our discord i'm stace windu hey i'm at slam potato on twitter and at slam potato at dice.camp on mastodon i'm never gonna get over like these long ass mastodon tags like holy shit I'm Real to Unicorn on Twitter and Tea with the Unicorn on Twitch. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you listen to this. And bye! bye.